Hello and welcome to On the Drive Home. Dun, dun, dun! Special Oscar edition! Not Oscar edition. Well, this is this of. is the On the Drive Home <laughs> Awards 2015. The oh. homies, as I think we should call the it. The homies? The homies. The homies? For On the Drive Home. On the Drive Homies. The homies. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. You didn't tell me that. Well, I just thought of it. <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. So, <laughs> I am Jeremiah. We are joined with Katie. Hello! And... And back by popular demand, Mr. Shad. Hello. I doubt that, but hello. No, popular demand by all two of our listeners. Yes. All right. Sweet. Both <laughs> the two of you that listen to it to make sure it exactly. downloaded right. We yeah. listen okay. to it. We agree to have you back on. <laughs> no, it's actually, I've looked at the statistics. We actually get like a couple hundred hits. I don't know if those hits are bots or real people, though. That's the question. Well, that's an interesting mm, thought. Yeah. That's all right. We're, we're still going to do it, though. Okay. So movies in review. 2015 was a terrible year of film. It wasn't that bad. I'm just joking. <laughs> there were some good, some bad. Yeah. So we're just we have a, we have a bunch of lists here, and I say we just get started, go down the list. Okay. All right. Favorite movie of the year. What do you got, Shad? Spotlight. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Um, I loved Spotlight. Uh, for there's a lot of reasons. One is you're watching it, and the actors you don't see them as being actors. Mm-hmm. Like when you're watching it, you're not watching it saying, "There's Michael Keaton." Yeah. There's Ruffalo. You know. There's Rachel McAdams. Right. Uh, they really fall into their characters, and and I really bought that that they were reporters uncovering this horrible story. Um, and the way that the director weaved all of the characters together cohesively. Sometimes in a movie like that, when you have, like, essentially, like, seven main characters that you're following their stories, it gets confusing. But he did it in a way where you were able to follow everything step by step, and it felt very methodical. So um, just on that point alone... Um, I would say it was my favorite movie, but then you add in all the great performances. Um, Also, you say, you know, you think good movies that you remember are movies that said something important. I think Spotlight said something very important. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. Uh, Sometimes it's worth uncovering things you don't necessarily want to dig into. Okay. So. That's good. It's true. Yeah. Spotlight was a good movie. It was a good movie. Yeah, um, I I really enjoyed it. All right, yeah. Kate, what was your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Mad Max. What? Yep. Your favorite movie was Mad Max. Yeah. Wow. It's okay. a, I think that was the best movie made last year. Yeah. Personally, in 2015, but my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. One Why of the did best you like movies. it so much? Uh, it was. And I don't think they've really kind of done a lot of action films like that in a long time. Right. Uh, I feel like the action films you see nowadays are like, um, kind of like I feel like uh, the. Um, Avengers really defines how action movies are going. Yeah. You know, I I, I grew up with the old classic Indiana Jones, that type of thing, you know, just the fighting and getting away from the just a bad guy, you know. And I feel like, um, even though there are a lot of special effects, but I feel like the Avengers and all the action ones out nowadays are just focused just on special effects and mm-hmm. less story. I think Mad Max had a nice combination of at least some story and special effects. And yeah. that's why I really liked about it because. And that's why I really look forward to action movies, is that combination. Awesome. Yeah. 
And that's why it was one of my favorites. It was one of the best, it's one of my favorite movies. Was it best picture for Oscars and stuff like that? That I don't well, we'll know. We'll get to that. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> but when it comes to like what movie I really, really just enjoyed and had a lot of fun. And yeah. it's like, I want to see it again and again. Yeah, Mad Max was for me. Uh, everyone talks about um, Charlie Theron, but the other actor for the movie, I cannot remember his name. Tom, Tom Hardy? Hardy? No, no, no. We live, oh. we die, we live again. Oh, that oh, guy, yeah. yes. He like, was. He was crazy, but yeah. you're watching him and you're like, wow, you really felt for that guy, He was too. A, ste- yeah. a scene stealer. Yeah, yeah every time he was on, you're like, wow, that guy is really cool. You know, mm-hmm. he was really good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was mine. What about yeah. yours? My favorite was also Mad Max. Uh, I, I was blown away by that film. Like... And for me, there's so many movies, and, and even in drama movies, and this is an action movie, which you're going to get it more or less. You start off with your action sequence, and then there's 20 or 30 minutes of exposition and characters where you just get to know them on like the yeah. most superficial base level. And then you move on to action set piece by another action set piece, and it keeps going. And then there's a loose story that ties it all together. Mm-hmm. felt like Mad Max had this entire world and this culture of people that you just you you just you're thrown into the middle, just like Mad Max's character. You're thrown in the middle of it. You get these little tidbits every now and again, saying like, "Well, here's how all of those the White Warrior guys, how all of they their their culture is, like what their thoughts are." And there's no one ever telling you this, but it's just. <laughs> I'm laughing because you guys don't know about this. Jeremiah and I got in a huge fight about Mad Max. I thought they didn't explain enough about the culture. Okay, well, yeah. regardless from that, but that's Jer- what I... That's why I started laughing, because Jeremiah thinks they did a great job on that. I, I, I think that they did an excellent <laughs> job of giving just enough information for the audience to piece together what is going on, who's who, how they live, and and the story was just really great. It was, it was an yeah. empowering story. Um, it was good. And, and just a fun movie. Like, it reminded mm-hmm. me of what was so fun about going to the, going to the see the movies. Uh, absolutely. One other thing I want to say while we're talking about uh, Mad Max here, too, is that it does really well, I think, with the Fast and Furious franchise started getting, which was actual real stunts. Mm-hmm. Cars flipping, cars flying around, motorcycles yes. jumping over cars. Yes. Yeah. All that stuff was practical yes. effects in Mad Max, and it turned out beautifully. And what was neat about Mad Max is like they have uh, a lot of CGI in it, but it's like it's not the focus point. It's, right. it's, it's like an additional uh, layer to add on top of the action that's already on screen. Right. It's just, yeah. It, yeah, it was really, really breathtaking. All right, next category, worst movie. I'm going to let you guys go first. Okay. And then okay. I'll, we'll get to mine, because mine's probably a movie you, you guys have not seen first? yet. Let's hear what you have to say, Kate. Spectre. Spectre. Oh, oh boy. Uh, I hated Shot to it. the heart. I yeah. wanted to walk out of that movie theater. I really did. Yeah. And while I was watching it. That was the worst the movie? Worst? The worst? It was one of the worst. Wow. Well, I mean, I was looking at our list, and yeah. um, I have a few, like, Ones that were like letdowns. I had actually quite a few of our letdown lists, yeah. you know. Um, but I really just wanted to walk out of Spectre. I really Man. wanted to just walk out. Yeah. I didn't like it. I thought it was cheesy from the very beginning. <laughs> it was, and it was, it wasn't. The, it was the story of an alcoholic. 
Yeah, you know, and, and I hate the way they portray women in those movies. Like, here she is, this you know, young girl. Of course, the older man gets the young girl. I'm like, all right, that's whatever, some male fantasy. Yeah. But what bothered me the most about the female lead was she's like, I can take care of myself. I'm strong, and I know how to use guns, blah, blah, blah. And she gets kidnapped two times yeah. in the yeah. movie. And James Bond has to save her, you know, and it's like. That's how men work. Yes. And he's like, 60-year-old man. I yeah. don't know. I just, it just, it, I just didn't like it. I thought it was a very bad movie. Uh, I liked some of the action sequences. I yes, think were so, really mm-hmm. well done. Some of them were. Um, mm-hmm. I really did like some of the moments where, I mean, I know it's like you're watching these people in a board meeting, but when James Bond is walking around in the background and they're like all sitting at that table and then um, Christopher Waltz walks in and no one says anything. I thought that stuff was really cool. Yeah. But it felt like they were trying to mix the old James Bond, which was the chauvinistic pig, <laughs> the like you know, the womanizer, the alcoholic, with what they had established with the previous movies, which is real, raw, gritty, women have powerful roles, things like yeah. that, the M and stuff. And I felt like they tried to mix it, and that's where I was, that's where I didn't, it didn't That is a great way of saying it. I think that was a wonderful point that you made. You know, they're, they're trying to do too much, you know. And it didn't work out very well. I just remember during yeah. Spectre, the entire time I was like, let's just go home and watch The Kingsman. Like that, that's going to give us a better I, I, I experience. Yeah, I mean, the, like we saw some bad movies, but there was none where I just really wanted to leave the theater. And yeah. I really wanted to leave the theater during Spectre. It's, Even more than Crimson Peak? Well, that was a, well, <laughs> we'll get to Crimson Peak, but that was, a, that was another bad movie too. Um, but it was, it was just like, even in the beginning, like the whole intro with that weird song and yeah. the whole octave, oh God, it was, it was just, it hurt. Yeah, watch. the opening theme song it was really very strange. It hurts. hurt. It hurt me. I'm like, I was like, I want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get out of here now. <laughs> but even though you hated that movie, you yeah. have to admit that opening one shot that opens the movie from like looking down on Mexico Mexico. and it comes down to James Bond and you follow him all the way up the stairs and out onto the uh, ledges and all the way to where his final destination is one shot. Like that would be insanely hard to do. And they pulled it off. I agree with you. The action scenes were good, you know, by the same time though, I didn't care about him. I, I actually was like, just kill him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's make the legend die <laughs> with dignity or something. Yeah. <clears throat> that was my opinion. What about yours? Uh, yeah, my worst movie that I saw this year was Jupiter Ascending. That's a, Man, that's that was a good horrible. One. And you said that you all you thought about was walking out yeah. on Spectre. I literally hit the stop button on Jupiter Ascending. Uh, I think I made it through like halfway and we were on a flight where there's nothing else to do. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather just stare at a blank screen than finish this film. Like it was pretty bad. uh, Yeah. It was. There, there was, there was so much just wrong and boring about that, that movie. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know what happened to the Wachowskis. (laughs) Like they, they used to be on top of their game and make some really, really great stuff. But a lot of their products recently are just really crap. Um, have you watched that series they did? Sense8. Sense8. Have I have not. That? I heard good things about it, but yeah. we only watched one episode, I think. Yeah. And that was interesting. I, I would yeah. like to see more of it to find yeah. out. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but let's not forget about the elephant mouse man who stole the movie in Jupiter Ascending. Well, he we... was the pilot. <sighs> I don't even remember. Oh yeah, I don't. I there was like you saw him for like one shot, and you never see him again. Wow. And you're like, 
I want a, I want a movie about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> What's his deal? He was like an elephant mouse human hybrid thing. Wow. <laughs> That's that's disturbing. That's like that that pug, the the dog monkey baby thing. The commercial. That they had oh, that commercial during the yeah. Super Bowl. Oh yeah. wow, yeah. All right, Shad. Worst right. movie of the year. You're gonna laugh at me, but okay. I knew I, I knew I had to watch this movie because yeah. of all the bad reviews, and it was totally worth it. Gem and the Holograms. Oh, holy crap! This is the worst movie. I not just this year, but in years. Well, really? really? Okay, so. Worst movie in years? In years okay, that okay. I've seen. Yeah. So, you know in most movies, if, if you're brilliant at it and you go from one place to another, you can do what Edgar Wright does. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you've seen Hot Fuzz where he's yeah. going to the town in England, and it's like he's falling asleep in every station, then he wakes up somewhere else. and yeah. Brilliant. Most movies, when you're doing it the boring way, you, like, show a car drive by the city side mm-hmm. to show where you're at. This movie uses Google Maps. Google Maps to take you from place to wow. place. I am not even kidding. That's and of, the Google is... Maps logo is in the corner of the screen, and the resolution when they cut to that doesn't look like they shot it on film. It's like they took a screen cap or something. Wow! Yeah. Like it a is low res one awful. Expanded it. It is terrible. The acting is bad. It has nothing to do with the original source material. They go on this weird Indiana Jones adventure to find this little piece of <laughs> what they call synergy. Only it's like five E or something. It's was, like something that like spells yeah. out synergy without them actually calling it synergy. Wow. Which was, like, the biggest part of the show. Yeah. Yeah. And it is just god-awful. But it's worth watching because it is hilariously (laughs) awful. I was just going to say, because I I used to watch a cartoon as a kid. So she goes into a spaceship and she becomes Gem or whatever with her earrings. Do they have anything like that in this series? You're thinking of Synergy, which is what, like... Makes them the the rock stars. Right, It's like their hologram version of themselves. Right. No, Synergy is a little BB-8-looking little tiny robot that plays home videos that her dad shot on a VHS tape when she was growing up. I'm not kidding. All right. right. Baffled. Wow. Baffled. Watch it, though. You will laugh your ass off through the entire thing. I promise. It is that bad. Like, you mentioned that, and I realized, like, Jeremiah and I, when we make make our list, I can really kind of judge on movies we've seen. Yeah. And... There are probably way worse movies than Spectre out there. Yeah. But I just haven't seen them. <laughs> yeah. No, and and yeah. there there could have been mm-hmm. a better movie. Like we still haven't seen uh 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 Trombo, we haven't seen, no, yeah, we haven't uh, seen... Room, we right. haven't seen um oh, what were the other ones? Uh Brooklyn, um, Brooklyn Carol. Carol. Uh yeah, there is a couple of movies mm-hmm. that we haven't seen yet. So all right. All right. Best science fiction movie of the year. Why don't you go first? Uh, I would love to, but, uh, okay. Uh, I think mine was Ex Machina. Um, now I didn't see a lot of science fiction movies this year, so please don't take this as me saying this was a great, amazing movie that will change your life. I thought it was interesting, but the idea has been done before, um, about, you know, artificial intelligence, uh, becoming self-aware and things like that. Uh, I think it was interesting. It was neat. I think almost th- the more interesting part of it is the psychology of the human characters more than the actual robot character. Um, but, I mean, it, it was an interesting view, but it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, this is 
this is so amazing. You're going to learn so much about yourself by watching this. So, mm. yeah. Okay. Um, mine was The Martian. Okay. Mm. Is that technically science fiction? I don't know fiction? if it's science fiction. I don't know. It's you can, you can, whatever you yeah. whatever you think. It's, it's been said science fiction. It's been classified as that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. what I originally had written down was I have no answer because mm-hmm. all the science fiction movies I had seen were garbage. And yeah. then I remembered The Martian, and I was like, that kind of is science fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reason I liked The Martian was because Matt Damon is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, he brought a, a sense of humor to the role that I wasn't expecting. The directing was really good. Even when they cut back to the crew on Earth trying to figure out how to bring him back, that stuff was all interesting. In normal movies, when they do that, you're just waiting to get back to the you know Matt Damon's character. But in this movie, I thought they did a really good job on that balance yeah. of, of keeping both halves of the movie entertaining. Um, so I really liked The Martian. I, I really liked Matt Damon's performance. I thought it was awesome. Actually, if, yeah. if we are going to say that The Martian is science fiction, which I guess it is because we can't technically go to Mars right now with for a manned mission, so I would switch mine to Martian. Actually, I was going to say that's why I wrote down this, my favorite sci-fi was oh, Martian. Oh, really? Trinity! Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Um, I, I liked it. If I was fun, it was different. Um, I haven't read the book yet, uh, but I haven't heard the book is phenomenal. Yeah. I hear the book uh, is is uh, it shows a lot more about his his struggles. Yeah. And you you get a lot more uh, claustrophobic. But there's a little couple of things that I did kind of question, like would that really be true? You know, with the whole duct tape stuff and everything like that. You yeah. Know? I kind of wonder. Yeah, I don't know if duct tape would yeah. actually be a uh, a seal. <laughs> I don't know either. That that would be reliable. <laughs> but you know, but hey, you know, I worked in the movie. So. Yeah. But yeah, that was my favorite sci-fi too. All right, next favorite drama. Yeah. Mr. Shad. Alright, so honestly my favorite drama was Spotlight, but for the sake of of bringing something else into the conversation Mm -hmm. here, I'm actually going to go with Creed. Okay. Okay. Um, Michael B. B. Jordan, I thought was phenomenal. Sylvester Stallone was awesome. Like, that's the best he's been Mm -hmm. in a movie since... I don't know how long. You you gotta admit though, half of his dialogue you have to be like, what did he say? Yeah, he's a little hard to understand. Yeah, but that that moment, not to spoil anything, but there's a moment where he's talking to Michael B. Jordan about the past versus your future, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's like, get, and he's just he's explaining to him that like my past is past, I'm done. Yeah, you know you got to do what you got to do for you for your future. He's given that speech, which normally is cliche, but the way that that was written and the way that it was delivered, like, I got a little choked up in the theater. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I almost started crying. Like, it was really well done. And the fight sequences, the choreography is just, wow. That one take with the, like, three different rounds all in one shot, Mm -hmm. weaving in and out, was really good. Um, Even the love story, normally, I hate that. And it feels like they shoved that in just so we can have a love story. Mm -hmm. But in this movie, I actually bought it. And I actually Mm -hmm. felt for her character. And I really wanted to see them together at the end. So it did everything really well. Some of it was by the numbers, but even that was really good. Like, his montage scene was kind of like the Rocky montage scene. There was a spin on it that made it cool. 
Um, and in some ways, this is almost like it, it's it's not necessarily a retelling, but it's as close to a retelling as you can kind of get without it being just like, yeah. here's a reboot. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it, it makes it more okay that they can just reuse a montage. Yes. Yeah. So that's my favorite drama. I loved Creed. And, you know, I think Stallone was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Yes, he I was. Think, which kind of bothers me in a way. You know, you guys, you guys are going to hate me for this. I just, I didn't see really any acting. He was just being just Stallone, you know, with his accent. He was just being him, you know. I could see that. I don't yeah. know. It wasn't like compared to like Tom Hardy, who like you're like, what? That was Tom Hardy, yeah. you know, with the Revenant. Um, I mean, it was a great story though, and I and I love Stallone, but and he doesn't you don't see him doing Shakespeare and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like I felt like he was just it's like Kevin Costner, you know, it's just that's yeah, Kevin Costner being a cowboy because he's got a hat on. And, yeah, you know, same thing. I feel like he stepped know? into that character though. Because well, that's my point. There's no character. He's just being Stallone. I feel like I felt yeah. like he was somebody who had been through it a lot in his life and yeah. was coming to terms with the fact that that he might not be able to continue living his life, even you know, yeah. like in the way that he imagined it. And I, I, I don't know. I really felt like that's if if he was a boxer in real life, that's where he would be at at that point. I, mm-hmm. I bought it. I liked the performance. Yeah. yeah, it was a good movie though. We really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. I, I actually know. I think it was one of the better coming of age movies I've seen in a long time. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, but I mean, but I still don't know really though of all the supporting actors out there, you know, it's like really Stallone really stood out that much out of everyone. I don't know. That's well, just a there's question I there, have. the the idea of good acting a lot of times can come from uh, the the thought that the actor is doing something that they are going to be able to to pull from their emotional well to pull mm-hmm. off. Like, uh, uh, a lot of people think that, you know, doing doing just, like, an accent or something is going to be, like, a really neat thing. But, I mean, when you think about good acting, there's going to be something that comes from within mm-hmm. that's, like, undeniable and surprising. I'm not saying Stallone has that, but I could definitely see that, like, in the same way that uh, Michael Keaton was pulling from his life for Birdman... Um, that you would get yeah. that sort of experience from Stallone for this yeah. movie. Because, I mean, he's he's the same age. He's facing all these things. He's a yeah. big bodybuilder guy, and now mm-hmm. he's so old. It's like, I mean, he's still buff and looks good, but obviously nowhere near what he used to. So right. I'm sure that he's being able to tap into those things. Yeah. But, I see, I see yeah, that. Yeah. But um, that's, good. that's good, though. That's awesome. All right, Kate. Okay, mine, Sicario. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. That was a really... I liked that one a lot. I like the part yeah. where uh, uh, Benicio Del Toro went Sam Fisher on the Mexican drug cartel. He stole that movie. Yeah. I think... Actually, he should have been, I think, nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a way. Yeah. I think every scene that he was in, it was like you're kind of just glued to him. Like, mm-hmm. what was wrong with his past? What was going on? You know, that kind they'll of do, thing. They'll do Sicario Zero, the yeah. prequel. <laughs> the prequel. Um, but I, we'll I thought see what all the acting was family. great. I, I, you know, at the same time, I can see... I had some questions about it. Like, you know, the girl... It's just going to follow these two guys, right? They're like, you know, you'll come with us. Oh, okay, sure. Where are we going? <laughs> you know? I got nothing better to yeah, do. I don't know. I, I felt that was a little bit kind of in the air for me. Yeah, but she saw them as their bosses, kind of. Yeah, So you, would do, you yeah. would do that if your boss asked you true. to do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I, I, I thought it was very, it was kind of, maybe it would be more suspenseful, I guess. I don't know. Because, um, like, what are they going to do next? You know, mm-hmm. a little bit of the, um, but I thought it was, it was great. 
I just, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Sicario yeah. was excellent. And it was a little well, eye-opening, too. Is life really like that? Like, what's going on between, like, you know, uh, America and Mexico, the drugs drug yeah. problems and stuff like that. It kind of made you think a little I, bit I'm as sure well. that, that, that the movie sugarcoated a lot of what's going on. Maybe with, it did. Uh, maybe, I, I, well, I don't know. I, did, I, I just kind of I questioned that. And, you know, I, and maybe it, the, the movie made me think a little bit about our society a little yeah. bit. And that's why I liked it. I like movies that kind of make me, when I'm done watching it, I thought that was really enjoyable. Gee, I wonder, is that really what's going on? Or what's, what is it really like out there? You, you kind of think about that. I felt that way when and, I was watching Jim and the Holograms. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, Jim, <laughs> will she find uh, synergy or whatever? All right, well that's my pick. Yeah, uh, I I went with Hateful Eight. Um, that movie to me was awesome. It was a three-hour movie that did not feel like three hours. Uh, it was really really enjoyable. I don't I don't really have anything to say about it uh, other than it was just a great film. Never yeah. saw it. Yeah, you never saw Hateful Eight. Nope. Are you are you holding out to find a seventy millimeters print or something? Yeah, yeah, right. No, no. I just uh, I don't know. There was just always another movie that I would rather have seen. I gotcha. Because it came out during December when all the other Oscar movies and like oh, plus Star Wars and like mm-hmm. you know yeah. when they start throwing yeah. out the big budget movies as well yeah. as the Oscar stuff. So I just never got a chance to see it. And every time I did have a chance to see it, I was like. I don't really want to waste three hours. Yeah. Not that it would have been a waste, but like I felt like I could have spent my time better doing something else. Yeah. I'll check it out when it's on Blu-ray for yeah. sure. But yeah. it just wasn't one that interested me enough to see in the theater. It's good. It's, it was good. It's, it's just a really enjoyable mm-hmm. uh, story. Yeah. And um, I forgot her name, but the girl Jennifer really, Jason Lee. Yeah, that's it. Really, every scene stole it from me. I loved her in that movie. I thought she was great, and I think she deserves the... Best Supporting Actress nomination that she has. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me, but I do agree with you. It didn't feel like three hours. No. It no, really it didn't. didn't. Yeah. But, um, again, I, I guess I was going to say this for my favorite drama, too. But at the same time, I don't know, it was still a little bit of typical Taren, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. A little bit. I no, guess. it's it's definitely a Tarantino yeah. movie. And, You're not going to forget or and not I wasn't, that. And I guess I wasn't as, like, like maybe it's the... Like, Kill Bill really was like, wow, this is cool, you know? Yeah. I feel like this was a little bit kind of very similar to what he usually yeah. does. And it's and it's lower key. Like, it's, yeah. uh, I mean, there's yeah. there's some gratuitous violence and, and little twists and turns, but it uh, it's kind of funny where you, you get to the point where it, it's, you know what a Tarantino movie is when you go in. Mm-hmm. So when you see it, you're not as surprised as you would have been had you never heard of the uh, director. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. All right, horror All right. movie. Let's keep let's keep powering through this here. All right, uh, I guess I'll go next. Mine was Krampus. Krampus. Yay! I thought it was fun. Yes, I Krampus really was liked fun. it. You know, I love. Um, I really want I, my favorite horror movie right now. Recently, has been The Babadook. Um, but uh, so when I want to see horror movies, I kind of compare them to that. But um, Krampus was just so campy. Yeah. It just. And had a little bit of not really is a horror, but it was just. It was fun. like the horror comedy. It was like back Gremlins, to like Gremlins, you know? yeah. yeah, Gremlins. Yeah. It was that type of film. Yep. What about yours? Um, let me talk about Krampus real quick. Oh, okay. I have, I have a thought on that. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I thought they couldn't pick a tone because there were oh, some okay. moments where it felt like they were taking it seriously, mm-hmm. like yeah. what was happening. And then there were moments where they were cracking off one-liners and jokes. Yeah. You know? I, I see that. I, I feel yeah. like 
when you mentioned Gremlins, Gremlins had a consistent tone through the whole movie. But I felt like this really? one was going back and forth. I feel like Gremlins actually has a lot of the same stuff where where you have like the scary moments, but then you have moments where like Spike's doing something goofy and it's like it's like a joke and then it jumps into serious scary mode. Yeah, uh, I, I I can see that. I don't know. I just felt like it was, I guess, more jarring in Krampus when they switched tones. Yeah. yeah. I can understand that. I can see that, though. I but the, the, the attack on the house towards the end of the movie was one of the funniest scenes I saw last year in the theater, though. I think you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I won't spoil it, but it was that scene alone makes it worth checking out. <laughs> and the, the twist yeah. at the end, I thought, was really kind of cool. Yeah, the twist was good. Yeah. I like the family, the characters... The first like twenty minutes felt like you were watching a family comedy, yeah. Christmas yeah, it comedy, did. yeah. And I you're like guess. laughing at all the characters as they are yeah. introduced and mm-hmm. stuff. And then it was fun. That was, Had yeah, they so continued cool. that yeah. path and just done a movie like that, it, it would have been awesome. I would have still watched <laughs> yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, I still would have watched. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Maya, what's yours? Uh, mine was It Follows, which was a movie about the worst sexually transmitted disease ever. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, no, it that one kind of came out of left field. I, I didn't hear anything about it, and then somebody talked about it on Reddit. So I was like, hey, let's check it out. This sounds interesting. Yeah. But uh, again, it, it kind of pulls from like movies where uh, uh, instead of like following kind of generic horror movie tripes, they they decide to to go their own route. And yeah, Follows was was really really good. That was my pick as well. Nice. Um. I thought that not only was it a good horror movie, but it was a love letter to movies before it while still maintaining its own voice. Mm -hmm. So, like, you can tell that it took a lot from, like, the 70s and 80s horror movies, but making it kind of more of their own style. The camera movements in in, in every shot was like so meticulously planned I feel and there's just like everything you see you're just like that has to be there for the next shot mm-hmm. you know what I mean it didn't feel like they were just shooting to shoot like everything was just so meticulously planned that's what I loved about it and it would it had some super creepy moments yeah it did and yeah um the shot in the trailer that everyone has seen, so I can spoil this, which I still loved when I saw in the movie, is when she's strapped to the chair, and then there's that moment where she starts moving, and mm-hmm. the camera is like, and you, when you think about it, like they strapped a camera to like that chair so that it could move with it, <laughs> yeah. like that's crazy to me. I've never seen a shot like that before in a movie. It was yeah. just really yeah. unique. Man, that was a good movie. All right. All right, Kate. What's up next? Favorite action? Uh, yeah, mine's Mad Max again, just because, I, I don't know, it, it was, uh, this is a weird thing when, you know, your favorite movie is also in another category, but yeah. I, I kept it there with honorable mention to Kingsman and Furious 7. Uh, just to touch on Furious 7, I I am generally, usually against movies where it's just, you know, like popcorn footer uh, where you know you just go in and and you're you're just kind of handed some action sequences, but for whatever reason they were able to actually make Furious Seven enjoyable for someone like me, and that's kind of impressive. Like so many like over the top things, and I think it's probably because it, it's not taking itself seriously so much. Like right. it's it's just being goofy, 
but yeah, it, yeah it's, it's right in the line. And then Kingsman, uh, Kingsman was just great. I mean, seeing Mr. Darcy just go into a church and just <laughs> obliterate an entire congregation, like, yeah. that, that was, was awesome. pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, King, yeah, Kingsman, uh, it was everything that I think there should be in the James Bond uh, film settings. I feel like they're way too serious these days, and Kingsman kind of shines a light on it. And it and it did it in a way where, where it was still really enjoyable. It took itself seriously, but it didn't go into Austin Powers territory, like even a little bit. So that was... Yeah. Yeah, that was a really good no, one. No, that was a, it was a really good one. Yep. How about you, Kate? My favorite action was Terminator Genesis. Oh wow. my gosh! Oh, did you hate Uh-oh. it? Oh, oh no! What? I almost put that as my worst movie, but I <gasps> oh, had to go with Terminator. Yeah. We had the best time. Yeah. Watching it. I, well, we, we went in with so very little expectation. Yeah, we exactly. were expecting it to just be total exactly. crap. Exactly. And we actually came out being like, "That was not as bad as I thought it was going to be." Yeah, exactly. <sighs> like I, I wouldn't put Mad Max as my favorite action, but I kind of wanted to like just kind of mix it up. Yeah, mix up a little bit, you know, because I agree, Mad Max was great. Um, Kingsman is great, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I had a lot of fun watching Terminator Genesis. I, to me, it was like just fun action. Y- yeah, the story, of course, it makes sense. It was it was a little stupid in some parts, but I I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. So just a fun action Chad, film. Wow. Chad is just and now, now so much fuming. disappointed. He's, I can't. I know. He's, he's like, like, I don't want to go for this. You're up here. I now thought, you're down. I thought, down here. I thought you had taste, but I guess I was wrong. I, don't I know do have I can, taste. That's I why I, I like can. Terminator Genesis. <laughs> uh, I saw that movie in the theater on opening weekend, and even the crowd that I was with. There was no reactions to anything that was happening. People were, like, checking their watch, and I didn't even care. Seriously? I was like, yeah, like, it was... I thought it was terrible. Wow. When we saw the theater, everyone was cheering. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we had so much fun in the theater when we saw it in Denver. Mm -hmm. We went to that... um, The Alamo Draft House. Yeah, the Alamo Draft House. Okay, that's a different experience, though, I guess. I mean, and people were like, yeah, go! And they're, like, cheering everyone on. But were they laughing because it was ridiculously goofy? Or were they legitimately... Because there's a difference. Yeah. (laughs) There's a difference. I didn't get that vibe. No, I didn't get that vibe from it. But, I mean... I I got the vibe that they were were into it. I don't think that anybody was actually there that was like... Like, I, I, I think if you go in expecting it to yes. be like Terminator 1 and yeah. 2. Well, even Terminator 1 is pretty goofy. Like, 2 amped it up. Like, prior to that, it was like a goofy science fiction thing that worked really, really well. Yeah. But I, I think that going into Terminator Genesis, if you're expecting it to, like, be the next level of, like, mm-hmm. turn up the turn it up from Terminator 2, it's like, no, you're not going to get that. Yeah. So I think, like, the action sequences, the, 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 the story, it's like... I mean, it, it lends itself to just be like, here's here's this here's the further extension of what we're already kind of going on with. Yeah, and they, they focus just on the action and the fun. Yeah, I feel like you know they weren't trying to be serious. I, I at least my vibe, I didn't think I didn't they were think trying, they were to, be trying to be serious. They were just like, uh, let's kind of make a really good action movie with like killing and ro- robots and special effects. You know, that's the vibe I got. And um, I guess also, I think a lot of times when you go to the movies, the crowd you're with has a lot to do with it. If you're in a crowd and I think in everyone is mm-hmm. kind of feeling like they don't like this movie, you kind of feed on that. And it'd be the best movie in the world, but I think if you're in a bad crowd, you might 
perceive yeah, that and feel that energy and perceive that to the movie. And maybe one of the reasons why I did like it so much is because we were in this crowd, I think, where no one took it seriously. We just all yeah. had fun. We didn't have high expectations for mm-hmm. it. I think that even our previous podcast, we saw Jurassic World before yeah. it. Yeah. And we're like, so is Jurassic World going to be better or worse than Terminator Genesis? And we, we were like, it, yeah. oh, it's going to be, be horrible. It's going to be horrible, yeah. you know? And we saw it, and it was better than what I thought. Maybe that's probably why I liked better it. Better than Jurassic World. Well, actually, Jurassic World was going to be one of my favorite uh, letdowns yeah. <laughs> but I gave alright Chad wow alright well we'll just disagree on yeah, that yeah, yeah. That's, I won't hold it against you too much <laughs> so I'm not only down here I'm up more in the middle uh, Chad's favorite action movie yes. of 2015 Mission Impossible Rogue Nation really? really man that movie had me hooked from the opening sequence man see I had you up here Chad yeah and now down <laughs> to the bottom uh, I think Tom Cruise is a badass like he does his own stunts he's <laughs> like really hanging off the side of that plane yeah. yeah he's like really doing all those kung fu moves and he's really jumping on the motorcycle and yeah but but well all right <laughs> and it was just the action sequences were so well choreographed so many times you see an action movie you have no idea what the hell's going on right you know you just see explosions yeah. and gunshots mm-hmm. This one, everything was laid out for you, so you knew where everybody was at during an action scene. You knew who was after who. You knew who was following who. You knew where they were going, what their mission was. Mm-hmm. And just every action sequence in that movie nailed it. It was just, I thought, perfect way to end every yeah. action sequence happened. Um, and again, I like Tom Cruise. He is awesome at doing that stuff. Most actors won't do that. Most actors will get a stunt double. But Tom yep. Cruise is hanging off the plane. Like, yeah. Women love him. I just him. thought it was badass. Men want to be him. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the shots in that movie, aside from just an action sequence standpoint, were absolutely gorgeous from a cinematography perspective. When they're at that opera, and uh, the main female lead, I can't remember her name, but when she's got the the flute thing and she's got it like aimed and there's that one shot that like comes up like up to where she's looking through the lens. Like it was beautiful. Like some yeah. of the shots in that movie were just like technically really hard to pull off and they did it. So No, and you're right, like the whole plane thing, like they did like he was actually on the side of a plane. Yeah. Yeah, and stuff like that. And I agree with you on that. Um but the, I I don't know. To me, I think everything you're saying makes sense, but to me, the story just felt so flat and bland that it was just like, I mean, this is really cool stuff, but I I don't really care. Like, that's that's how I came away from it. Mm -hmm. Like, the story was just very, very dull. Mm -hmm. I've seen it four times already. Holy moly. I bought it on Blu-ray, and I watched it once the Tuesday I bought it, and then I watched it again that weekend, and I had seen it twice in the theater before that. Yeah. I don't know. I just loved it. It was just, I guess it's a personal... It it hit you. Yeah. Well, certain movies hit you certain ways, and that's why everyone has a different opinion about them. All right, Katie, what was your favorite comedy of this last year? Um... What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, that was mine too. Yes, that was a very awesome Have you heard movie. that they're making a sequel to I it? I did, yes. it was the werewolves, right? Yeah, yeah it's the werewolves, werewolves, and they titled it, like, We Are, apostrophe, Were Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> and also, oh that God. movie got him Thor Ragnarok, the director. Oh, really? Yeah. The wow. studio wanted to put some humor into their Marvel movies, so they... 
after seeing what we do in the shadow, yeah. they tapped him to write a script and direct the next Thor movie. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, well, the second one was so crazy. good, they had to make a third one. <laughs> well, at this, Marvel, at this point, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, these things, true. These, those movies print money, so they're not yeah, going to stop. It's true. But yeah, what we do yeah. in the shadows, that was hilarious. That was, I think, the best comedy I've seen in a while. And it's, yeah. it's one of those things where you're watching and you're like, how has this not been done yet? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we've yeah. really been like... Absolutely. Yeah. Nosferatu came out in the, the 30s, 20s? What, yeah. Right. And we haven't done this until now? And now the Gosh. like resurgence of the vampire stuff in the past decade yeah. has been huge and like yeah. nobody's spoofed it yet. Yeah. No, it was and not only that, so it was like, funny. it was spoofed in just a good way rather than like, here's a scary movie. Yeah. Here's right. epic movie. Here's, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And also... When you do a comedy like that, um, if you don't like the characters, everything else after their opening is lame. Yeah. But exactly. all of the vampires that live at that flat have their yeah. own unique style or sense of humor that mm -hmm. yeah. like, no matter whose story you're following, you're laughing because yeah. they did such a good job portraying that character. Yeah. Even little side characters like... Um, uh, the one vampire's um, like girl that followed girls, his familiar, girl that, his familiar yeah. and she's yeah. like ironing their shirts and just <laughs> yeah. talking shit about all of them. It's like that was great. Like they 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 took so much attention to even just the little side characters, little yes. side gags and yeah. jokes yes. that yes. it all worked. It yeah. all worked. I like how they couldn't go to clubs unless they were invited. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, go ahead. She's like, can we come in? You're like, can you? Like, no, invite us in. <laughs> it was so awesome. Yeah, they yeah. they did they did so many great things. It was, so, it was very clever. They, it yeah, was very clever. You just you. Do, you don't even you don't but to even me, really think about that it. was like a good comedy it's like it had cleverness you know it's a little spoof on something mm -hmm. so a little bit of like jokiness but it was also very clever you yeah. know very well thought for a good comedy and yeah. you know that one through line about him and the girl that he loved yeah. actually kind of was touching a little yeah. bit there were some bit, moments yeah. where you're like yeah. I kind of feel bad yeah, for that guy. Yeah, that one little scene actually kind of touched me a little. He's like staring at her from the window and she's like yeah. 80 and yeah. he's still young. It was like, oh, that was And he plays it off like, oh, it was nothing. <laughs> yeah, it was nothing. <laughs> All right, Maya. Oh, Shad? Yeah, let's do Shad. Um, Terminator Genesis was my favorite comedy <laughs> of the year. It was hilarious. It was pretty that funny. That was funny. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's I'm just awesome. kidding. Um, mine was the same. Uh, what we do in the shadows for nice. the reasons I just mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Just from start to, to yep. finish, it was hilarious. It was great. Excellent what? movie. All right, what are we on? Best well, animated movie. You didn't say what your yeah. Was? What we did in the shadows. Oh, that was yeah. Okay. So we, that's I, a I that's a trifecta right it. there. It's another one. I didn't nice. hear you say it. Trinity. Trinity. <laughs> uh, so best animated movie. Mine was mm -hmm. Inside Out. Mine too. Um, I I yeah. Blown away. Pixar has not lost it. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. They they definitely. It, it reminded me a lot of the old TV show Herman's Head. Um. With the general idea that somebody's like control or all the different emotions inside someone's head, but it, they did they did such a great job. Mm -hmm. um, guy, I sound like an idiot. They did such a great job. They <laughs> do was, the thing with the part <laughs> with the people. It was animated, <laughs> and if you see the animation, really good. It was so colorful and it, was it really colorful. attracted and, you, yeah. you know, to everything. And I think everyone can relate to it because everyone remembers growing up and feeling certain ways and stuff like that when they were a yep. kid and stuff like that. And it's great to see yeah. the 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 manifestation of complex emotions mm -hmm. and uh, that things aren't just like, well, I feel sad about this or I feel happy. It's like you can have mm -hmm. both at the same time. And yeah, 
Really, really good. Yeah. And I liked it when uh, there was the scene at the dinner table where they're going into the heads of both mm-hmm. of the parents, yes. too. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really clever. Yeah. And that, that was that was just a great moment. Yeah, I had the mom's head. and like Switch to the, the guy on the beach. Or whatever. Yeah. He's like, come with me. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, at the very end with the uh, the girl, she drops the water bottle. The boy picks it up. Oh, yeah. He's like, girl, girl. <laughs> they all go crazy. They all freak away. out. Oh, man. And that led to one of the best, like, credit sequence moments. Because yeah. they'd go into the dog's mind. And, and they're like going the into everyone's mind. mind. And it, yeah. yeah. My audience was laughing that entire time. It was, it was awesome. So you almost funny. couldn't hear the dialogue because my crowd was just going off. At it was the great. Yeah. It was a great movie. Uh, actually, what's your shed? So, I'm going to throw a kink in the wrench here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, honestly, yes. Inside Out was the best made cartoon last year. My favorite, though, is SpongeBob 2. Fish Out of Water. Or Sponge wow. Out of Water. I didn't even watch wow, it. Wow, I didn't even watch uh, it. The movie is an absolute trip. It was like these writers smoked a lot of hash <laughs> and then said, let's write a SpongeBob movie. Uh. Like, um, I don't know if either of you have ever watched the cartoon. Oh, I love the cartoon. It's gotten sanitized lately. But if you go back and you watch those first three seasons, it's so weird because they do these weird close-ups on each character. And you yeah. see, like, sweat coming out of their pores or, like, eyes twitching, things like that. Yeah, yeah. And just the complete bizarreness of it all. Oh, I love SpongeBob when I was in college and everything. This yeah. movie encapsulates... <clears throat> What made those first three or four seasons as brilliant huh. as it was? All right, I have to check it out. It was just off the wall bananas. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe what I was watching. So you see the the like trailer, and you think most of it's going to take place on land. That only happens in the last ten minutes. Most of the movie is traditional two D animated, takes place under the ocean. Or in space, which I won't ruin it, but <laughs> there's a space odyssey they go on where SpongeBob is in charge of something very important that he messes up. And but it is like a it is like it was like a trip. It's That's very awesome. funny, very different, unique, weird, just goofy, bizarre humor. So that was my favorite cartoon. You know, speaking of bizarre humor, I don't know what made our list, but um, would Kunk Fury? Did that come out last year? I don't know if that, that did come out last year. Well, at least it got... And it's not got... really technically like a movie. Did you see, did you see Kung Fury? It's like, the, a, it's like yeah, a 25 minute... Yeah, the Kickstart thing. Yeah. 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 I don't know if it would be considered a movie or not, but that was... Talk would, about far out film. there. That yeah. was out there, and that was hilarious. Yeah. You know, talk about being out there. That was... Yeah, that was... But yeah, you know, all you're talking about reminds me of that Kung Fury thing <laughs> that we saw about Spongebob, right? <laughs> All right, next, biggest let down. Yeah. Chad, you go first. <laughs> Tomorrowland. We didn't oh, see it. Oh, man, I was we so excited see to see that movie. Yeah. Uh, I actually saw it when I was in Indiana for the Indy 500. Wow. And on that Saturday, we decided to just go go into town and go see a movie and go eat and get out of the sun or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was the opening weekend of Tomorrowland. I'm not kidding. We saw it in a real IMAX theater, right? So... We're thinking it's going to be packed. We saw like a five o'clock show. Mm-hmm. We went in, nobody in the theater. Oh, wow. It was nobody? empty. It was empty. And we're like, uh oh. Weird. It's <laughs> and so we were weekend. kind of away from the internet. So we didn't yeah. have any other reviews leading up to it. So we had no idea that it had been getting shitty reviews. And wow. 
The first, I would say, 20 minutes was so inventive and so fun. And I thought, I'm in for a ride. Like, this is Brad Bird coming off of the last Mission Impossible, which oh, I wait, thought Brad was Bird awesome. Oh, Brad Bird did Tomorrowland? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so I thought, like, I was in for something spectacular. Yeah. And then after the first 20 minutes of the opening, it just started getting weirder and, like, preachier and just... And then it just started going down the path that every other kid's movie goes down. And you're like, oh, no. Because I was hoping so much that it would be something different. So I like almost anything that Brad Bird does. Yeah. Like, The Incredibles was awesome. You know, he did, he did Simpsons mm-hmm. for a while there, you know. That Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible that we saw. Uh, was really was good. Was it Ghost Protocol? Yeah, yeah Ghost, Ghost Protocol. Protocol. That was really yeah, good. that was really good. Okay. Man. Yeah. What about you, Katie? My, what, yeah. what, um, I have two kind of. Uh-oh. Actually. One movie I really wanted to like. I wanted to like it and I couldn't. Uh train wreck. Oh wow. Unfortunately. Um I think Amy Schumer is really funny. Like I don't watch her as much as you do, but when I do, I, I enjoy uh-huh. it. I think she's very funny, very creative, and um I couldn't I just couldn't like it. Could not and it was I, and I wanted to. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for still believing in me. No, I just, I just wanted to. This I is just, your moment. This is your moment. I just couldn't find it that funny. I don't know. There's a few funny parts here and there, but I just couldn't, I couldn't get into it. You know. That's cool. Comedy um, is so hit and miss. It is. It can everyone. be. You yeah. know. But I still like her. I still hope she does more stuff. But uh, I just didn't think that was that great. And my other pick was Crimson Peak. Yeah. Like I wanted to like it because I. Okay, I'm gonna sound like the biggest idiot. What was his, what's his name again? Um, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> I love his movies. Yeah. I really do, and I, I love his like. Yeah, he always has some kind of weird like animation to me or something. The way his ghosts are, they yeah. they, they move a different way and stuff like that. Um, and I wanted to. I really wanted to see it. I wanted to like it, and I couldn't. Yeah, it was a terrible movie. Yeah. So those are my two. Never saw it. I I did yeah. actually like Trainwreck though. Yeah. Uh, I'm the other way. I, I don't find Amy Schumer stand up that funny. Oh. So that I was really surprised when I saw Trainwreck. I actually laughed quite a bit. And John Cena's scenes are yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I yeah. I, I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not really a fan of uh, Amy Schumer's uh, stand up, but I really liked her show that was on yeah. Comedy Central. That that to me was hysterical. Um, All right, what's yours? Yeah, my biggest letdown. And let me just preface this with, uh, I mean, there wasn't a lot of movies where I went to the theater and had high hopes for and was let down. So that list is actually kind of short to begin with. Usually I would go in with high expectations and they were either met or I went in with low expectations and they were exceeded. But the biggest letdown for me was Star Wars. Um I felt like it was just the same story that we've already seen two times before. The new characters were really cool, but it just it yeah. The more I, the more I, I feel and think about it, the more I'm like, they didn't they didn't they didn't destroy it like Lucas did with the prequels. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was just like it it, it seemed kind of unnecessary uh, for for a plot. Um, I, I feel like they they tried to do so much fan service and 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 not take or take as little risks as possible so that they wouldn't have people that would bash it and they didn't actually take a chance and that to me that was kind of a letdown gotcha 
You have an honorable mention with that, you know. I do? Mm-hmm. Honorable mention was... For your baseline. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the Heart of the Sea. <laughs> God, uh, that was a terrible movie. It wasn't that good. Really? I don't know what's going on with Ron Howard, man. Like, it... Like, that was... that was Yeah, that wasn't that good. It was, it was terrible. It was just a boring movie. And how do you make a movie about a giant whale attacking people and stalking yeah. you? And, like, how do you make that boring? Like, I don't know. <laughs> that, to me, that, that's actually more of a difficult thing than to actually make it interesting. Yeah. It wasn't that good. Yeah. I think we were falling asleep while we were watching it. Yeah, we were. <laughs> Did you say you were let down, Chad? Uh, yeah, it was Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland, that's okay. right. All right, that's our lettuce biggest letdown. Now, our most surprising. In a good way. In a good way. In a good way. All right, Maya, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, mine was Kingsman. Just because I, when I went in, was not expecting anything. I was just like, hey, maybe this will be a fun movie. And was blown away by it. Mine was Kingsman, too. Yeah. Yep. Um, mine was Spy. Spy. Yeah, with oh, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Normally, I didn't watch it. Normally, I don't like her movies because she plays the same character over yes. and over. It's like, mm-hmm. let's laugh at the fat person falling down or yeah. trying to do something. Yeah. But this movie really took that into another direction. And she was actually, her character was competent at doing what she was doing the whole movie. Okay. But she just made mistakes along the way. There were no fat jokes. They didn't rely on that. Um, they didn't oh, rely on the bumbling newbie yeah. kind of aspect. Um, and also what made that movie really funny was Jathan Statham. He has the best lines in that movie. Uh, he shows up as, like, the professional, like, been doing this for a while kind of guy who just hates life at this point. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, hates the fact, too, that other people less qualified than him are getting missions and stuff like that. But, like, he's telling these stories about previous missions and you're listening to him and you're like he you know he's lying but he's so convinced that what he's telling you is the truth that you buy it yeah and it's it's absolutely hilarious so spy was good and i was very surprised oh nice yeah good all right now um, this is shad's category best theatrical experience all right, Shad. All right, what's what's that gonna be? Tell all us right, what it is. let's let's yeah. Tell us what this is all about, and then and then we right. pick. So when I think of best theatrical experience, I think the best movie, the best time you had going to the movies, mm-hmm. as far as the crowd you're with, the atmosphere, the buildup, you know, all of that t- comes into play. And for me, that was Jurassic World. Wow. wow. My audience loved it, and it made it so much fun to watch that movie in a theater. Um, there are moments where, um, with uh, the Iraq, what, what was the fake dinosaur uh, call or whatever, where like it would camouflage, and the first time they realized that, the on obtainium, right? And they're, they're stuck in the pen and they realize that it's camouflaged and that it's still mm. in the pen. Yeah. My whole audience was like, oh no, get out of there. Like people were <laughs> screaming and it normally that bugs me, but when you're watching a movie like this, which is kind of almost geared yeah. towards the audience reaction, like the Jurassic Park movies are, mm-hmm. it just made it so much funner. And when when she's like open paddock nine, 
you knew what was behind Paddock 9. You just, you knew it was going to be the T-Rex, and everybody started clapping. <laughs> and then when the T-Rex showed up, everybody was cheering, and it was just, it was a good time at the movies. That's cool. It was That's awesome. Fun. Yeah. I actually think mine was Star Wars. Yeah. The hype and the enjoyment and how everyone was, you felt the positive energy with it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that was a lot of fun. And we were getting ready for it and we made a big deal about it. Yeah. You know, we did the big dinner thing and talked and had just had a good time. Mm-hmm. I think Star Wars was a really good theatrical experience for me. I mean, even though it wasn't the greatest Star Wars, I mean, it, it wasn't horrible. So... No, Still enjoy. I mean, you know, it's not Attack of yeah. the Clones. It's uh, oh hush. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think mine was actually Mad Max. Um, Katie and I were on our honeymoon in Italy, and mm-hmm. uh, that movie came out during that yeah. time, and uh, it was neat because we were like, we wanted to see it, and you know, it's like you go two weeks and you're seeing like a whole bunch of uh, uh, art, museums, everything. And after doing so much travel for a while, it's kind of nice to just take a couple hours, sit down at a theater. So and we were relax. like, let's yeah. just let's just find a theater and, yep. and, and go see it. And uh, we found one, and it's cool because it's like it's an English movie, so they had Italian <laughs> subtitles, yeah. but it was still like we go in and we just watch <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we just watch it and enjoy and, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just I remember there was maybe like four or five other people in the theater opening weekend <laughs> in Italy, <laughs> but. but uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, that was like the first time that we got assigned seating anywhere. Oh, it's so and we actually funny. didn't realize that when we bought the tickets because the guy's like speaking Italian to us, and he hands us our tickets. So we go in and pick our seats up, yeah. and then this woman like comes up, and she just looks and she's like, "You're in, you're in my seat." And I don't know why she decided to speak English. I guess yeah. we're that obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but she's like, "You're sitting in my seat," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry. This is a sign." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's on your ticket." And, Shows it to me, and I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, then, we found, then we found our seats, you know. And yeah. It was, our, it was one of our first experiences with assigned seating, yeah. and we loved it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when we moved back, we get the theater. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, so I guess the next, last. Well, no, Kate, what oh, was mine? yours? I just said Star Wars. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. That's it's cool. getting late. Yeah, it's getting late. <laughs> okay, so the next, I guess we're going to talk about our predictions for the Oscars. Yeah, and this isn't who I who we think should win. Right. This is who we think will win. Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, so best actor, you want to go first, Shad? Uh, I I think they're gonna give it to Leo this year. Yeah, I think this is gonna finally be Leonardo DiCaprio's year. But then the internet will not have their meme anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that when you look at what he did for his role, being out in the wilderness like that, and really just becoming that character um yeah i mean i didn't see any other movie with any other actors where they went that far for their role so i think it's finally going to be leo's year and i hope the academy i think the academy will agree and, and give it to leonardo did DiCaprio he get the golden globe Best uh, for best drama, yes. Oh, he did. I think so. Okay. Because Matt Damon won it for comedy for The Martian. How, what? How is yeah. that a comedy? I, Are they going yeah. like with like tra- tragedy and comedy, like like the old idea of like, well, the comedy is for the the lower class people, and yeah. the tragedy no, is for the upper class. Because they they have so the Golden Globes they have two separate categories. For everything, but how is comedy? They have drama and they have comedy and musical. Wow! So they give out one set for dramatic and one set for comedic and musicals, 
And sometimes movies fall into that comedy category, and you're just like, what? Yeah. And that is definitely one of them, The Martian. It's what the just hell? Weird. But. It is so weird. Hmm. Um, what do you think, Kate? Well, actually, I kind of agreed with you on yours. Yeah? Um, I, I think, haven't said mine yet. Well, I have it on a piece of paper here. So we can, we think it's going to be Eddie Redmayne. Redmayne? Redmayne. Yeah, for the dance girl. girl. Yeah, I think they're going to recognize that. I, th- I think the Academy just hates Leonardo DiCaprio, and they're going to do whatever they can. And I, I think that also they realize that once he gets this, he's not yeah. going to try anymore. He's going to he's going to just give up, give up, and do his thing. No, I'm just joking. I I don't know. I I kind of feel like the Danish girl's more of a uh, an actor role that the Academy would pander but to. I, I I agree with that. I feel like the Academy does like kind of switch sides like i feel like the whole stuff with like gender stuff going mm-hmm. on right now you know with the um oh, what's his name um jenner jenner yeah. yeah i feel like it's like oh we, well, we gotta recognize now um this side of society so they might i think gonna give it a huge nod mm-hmm. I yeah think. yeah um i haven't seen it though uh did you see it the other day? i have not no yeah i wonder if it was really any good so um all right best actress maya so first, I, I'm kind of curious. Why do people like, with how equal we want women to be these days? Why is there a separate category for actress and actor? I have an I have an answer for that. Okay. Okay. I mean, really, like it's it it's it's the same, the same. Yes, job. but there are roles specifically written for male leads, and there are roles specifically written for female leads. If anyone could do any part at any time, maybe I could see. But since people pick specific points of view to come at Mm -hmm. when they're writing their screenplay, I think that a male and a female category each deserve to have their separate categories because there's writers who will go after a male point of view. There are writers who will go after a female point of view. But what I I guess what I'm saying is like they they are still doing the same job. They're supposed to be portraying a person. It would be like there's not like person who portrayed an alien as good as possible well the the writer was trying to make an alien for this so they made their alien and then they made a male character they made a female character like there there could be a wide spectrum of all these things and then things like danish girl well then shouldn't that have its own category as well best transgendered uh uh role i mean but it's it's, it's still a man playing a transgender so it's an actor it's not the best transgender role. No, no, no. I, yeah. that, that's beside the point. I guess what I'm just saying is it's like, to me, it seems like they are equal jobs. Like, yeah, obviously, you know, this story, this is a, a person, this character is a man, so you're probably going to get a guy to play this person. This character is a woman, you're probably going to get a woman to play. But the idea is that they're still the same. Like, not the same, you can't get they're a woman still to play all a guy. Actors. They're still all actors. Right. So it should be, in other words, best male or female, which should be best actor. It just should be best actor. But I'm off I'm off my soapbox. Uh, well, I just see where you're coming from. I, but, I mean, at the same time, I see where Shad's coming from, too, with that. Because you I, write, you know, different writing, you know, you write for different I see no sides but my own. Okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. I think, uh, I think, even though I haven't seen Room yet, Brie Larson is probably going to get it. Oh, okay. Good. What do you think? I think it's going to be Kate Blanchett. Really, um, every per every movie she's in it raises the material. Like she's just one of those actresses that can come in and just make even a crappy movie better mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. by her presence. Hence the Hobbit. Hence the Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see Cinderella? 
the no. live action. She is absolutely incredible in that movie, while yeah. the rest of the story around it is dull. But she, like, brings that material up. Yeah. So I think they're going to give it to Kate Blanchett. And actually, I put Kate Blanchett myself as well. I think she is the most amazing female actress there is out there. I, I like her. I like Tilda Swinton. Too. I think Tilda Swinton has a lot of uh, great potential as well. But Kate Blanchett, like you said, sets the bar really, really high. And even though I didn't see Carol and I want to, I haven't seen mm-hmm. it yet. And I really, really, really like to. I Just from knowing how she is and in her roles, I think that she will maybe take home the Oscar. She never phones it in. No. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. No, I think she's amazing. She's one of my favorite actresses. And I'll watch anything she's in. I mean, she she played Bob Dylan, for God's sake. You know, and that Bob Dylan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, what female actor can do that? You know, she is, she's amazing. And there's, in my mind, there's nothing she can't do. So there's a little bit of bias there, I guess, too. Because I love her so much. Yeah, yeah. But That's I do cool. think she's going to win. Okay, best director. Shad? I think they're going to give it to uh, Tom McCarthy. Um, For which movie? Spotlight. Spotlight. Really? Um, Yeah. Even Revenant? Really? Yeah. I think that Revenant was very well directed, but I think that when you're telling a story with that many points of view, that many characters you're following, I think the Academy is going to see how difficult of a task that is to pull that all together, and I think they're going to give it to Tom McCarthy. Now, is there a little bias with that, though? Or do you really think that's how the Academy looks at it? I think that's really how the Academy is going to look at it. Sweet. Okay. Cool. Maya? Uh, I think they're going to give it to The Revenant for Best Director. Me too. Um, I agree. To me, that just seems like the type of film that, that they're going to gravitate towards. I think... Um, I mean, I definitely could see them going with uh, uh, Spotlight as well, but Revenant's my pick. Yeah, I pick Revenant myself. Um, uh, Alejandro... Ali- Alejandro, excuse me. Um, the way he does some of the scenes and everything, I just, it's phenomenal. I think he's really good. Now the big one, yeah. best picture. I think it's going to be Spotlight. Wow. I yeah, really, I too. really believe that the Academy is going to give it to Spotlight, not just because, you know, I, I talked about the directing and stuff, but like the cast in that movie is incredible. Um, it's, it's a good story. It, you just you get into it from the opening sequence there's parts in that movie where they're literally just sitting in an office talking and you're like oh my god this is so amazing yeah like to do that is just it's harder to do that and make it enjoyable and watchable than it is to take a camera out into the woods and film Leonardo to no, get I, I, see, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I think that the Academy is going to give the Best Picture Award to Spotlight. I think it was pretty funny how, like, uh, usually, I mean, they'll have scenes that, like, they'll interject in between, like, two heavy dialogue sequences, like, just to have, like, some sort of break for the audience. Right. What, I remember one time they had a scene where everybody was in the office and they were talking. And then they went to a baseball, baseball game. game. Yeah, yeah. And they're talking. And then they go back to the office for another <laughs> scene. It's like, we had to split it up somehow, so we put a baseball I game I actually know my favorite part of that movie was how the lawyer told them something that they can do. Yeah. But close to the end of the movie. Yeah, When well, yeah. he could have told them in the very beginning yes. when he was first talking yeah. to him and how to get this information. And I remember thinking, why didn't he just tell him? 
that in the beginning. This, this would have been a lot <laughs> be a lot quicker of a movie, <laughs> right? And we got stuff done. I think faster. because he was trying to protect the people that had come to him before. Oh, like, we thought it was a movie thing. I, I, <laughs> well, that could be too. I, I think it's just a movie thing. I'm yeah, sure that if we actually bad. researched like the chain of events of what happened, yeah. like it would be a lot less like dramatic, dramatic. and there wouldn't be yeah. an arc to it. There'd just be like, so yeah. we did this, 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 then this happened. We found this information, yes. and then we published. Yeah. Whereas, like with the movie, yeah, you have to have a story arc. You have to right. have like, oh, here's the missing piece. Yeah, and I think that's what it was. It was like a yeah. little bit of that missing piece thing. Mine is Revenant. Yeah, mine is too. Gonna, I think it's going to get Best Picture. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I think uh, uh, that that's the type of movie the Academy really likes. Well, I think they're going. It's the movie they're going to recognize. I, I I feel like this year. I mean, just from being self-aware, it's like. Are they going to look back 20 years from now and be like, oh, yeah, we gave it to Spotlight over Revenant, where I feel like Spotlight's a great movie. but that, that, I don't think the Academy looks at things like that. No? No. We'll, we'll look at, for example, like 2001 Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. That didn't win Best Picture, I think, when it was not. When it, I don't even think no, it was no, no, nominated. I'm not, I'm not saying and necessarily that's like, considered that, like the, one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, I'm not saying that Revenant yeah. was better than Spotlight. No, just saying, to me, I it just yeah. seems like like Gladiator won Best Picture for crying oh, out loud. I know, like, that was really bad. to me, yeah. they those yeah. epic kind of things is what they gravitate towards. I'm not saying every year because last year Birdman, I was surprised that they gave yeah. Birdman, but that's that's kind of what I feel they do. Yeah, I was surprised they gave to Birdman too, um, because Birdman's so artsy, you yeah. know. And um, but I mean, it's kind of funny because I remember there was some list on the internet that you showed me. Mm-hmm. It was like movies that won versus movies that were nominated, and there almost that the whole list movies that won are actually kind of bad movies compared to the ones that actually still stand the test of time yeah. in a way. And a good example, well, maybe it's not a good example. Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump. That's a good well, example. Pulp Fiction, yeah. Uh, another one. Yeah, but Forrest Gump still holds to this day. It's still we, very, we, we I, disagree on that. I, I love Forrest Gump. I do. But at the same time, though, when it comes to like defining the culture, like a best movie, because right now, movies try to be like Pulp Fiction. They try to they do still, that. They still, to this day, try yeah, to be like that. try to be fiction. like that. And so if you, to have something like that, not win Best Picture movie, where people are trying to copy it still to this day. It changed the industry in the 90s. It did change. Yeah, it changed a lot of movies and production and the way movies were made and storytelling and stuff like that in a way, in, in our opinion. Um, but Forrest Gump is still a good movie. You know, it was, it's a classic, and it will be. I disagree. <laughs> but I, I'm trying to think of some other ones like for example Chicago do you remember Chicago won yeah. Best Picture I actually watched that not too long ago oh, yeah. that <laughs> yeah. won Best Picture but it's like I feel like it's a very forgettable movie I don't think it really did anything outstanding you mm-hmm. know and um, I thought it was kind of yeah, little things like that I think yeah. yeah I don't think the Academy looks at what's really art versus what's Popular it would be kind of neat to know, like, because all we ever find yeah. out is, like, here's the winner out of these nominees. Yeah, we yeah, never I, get, like, yeah. it would be, do they ever do that? Like, they have, like, a commentary with the, the, the people they on look the Oscars and on what the they Academy yeah, where what they, they say, like, for. this is why we gave it to them. Yeah. I think it's very secretive, the, yeah. like, whole voting process and how they figure out how to nominate. Because they have, you know, they started out with five slots, then they expanded it to ten. Yeah. And then they said, well, it doesn't have to be ten, but you could nominate up to ten. So this year there's only, like, eight. Yeah. It's like you have ten spots. Why is there only eight? Yeah. yeah. And, like, last year there was, like, nine. It's like, I think they just keep it very secretive how they 
how they determine the voting system. It's, it's but very at, strange. Because my question is, what do they look for? Like, what do they look for that makes the movie the best picture? I guess. I think it's kind of yeah. Well, they, they, the they, academy they is made up of like thousands of people who are just giving their own personal opinion. I think. Oh, there's they, that many. There's a lot. Like, oh, wow. okay. you can register to be in the Academy if you are an actor who's done meets these certain criteria. <laughs> yeah. You can be in the Academy, and you can actually vote. And I think that's how they do it. So it's it's industry professionals who it's, have worked in the industry that are giving out the awards. Yes, exactly. That seems kind of biased. Yes. Wow. Okay. I think it should be film critics personally. Well, they already have Film Critics Awards, though. No, no. I think Film Critics should be nominating the movies for the Academy. Like, they should be... Their vote should count. Because I think Film Critics look at, like... But they're outside of the Academy. I think right. that's, that's what the saying. idea is, that they are they are their own inclusive group, and they get to make their own rules. And that's what bothers me. Because exactly. no girls allowed. It's a little, yeah. <laughs> but it's such, like, a, like a brown-nosing... Yeah, group, it is. It is. You know, the, the, like... the idea is that you're rewarding your peers. Okay. That's like the idea behind the Academy Awards. Okay, I didn't look at it that so. way. So, okay. That's probably why some people like Tarantino get snubbed, I guess, because maybe they're not their peers or yeah. whatever. Or maybe like Stanley Krubik, you well, know? What's what's funny is it's like I mean uh, he won best screenplay or something right that year With Tarantino Tarantino did he might have or best uh, director so, or something for Pulp Fiction yeah like yeah he, he got screenplay I think yeah I he don't got, think he won director though he got something and I also wonder if like if they are kind of like peers is it a situation where they're like well if I I would like to know because I mean is there a point where they're like I voted for so and so for best director. But so, I know him as a so friend. So this way, so for this one, I'm gonna say best actor for this other person that I yeah. know. Like, yeah, you kind of you kind of wonder is, yeah. is it really good or is it because you of who you know? Yeah. In a way. Which in Hollywood, it's who you know. It's who you know. So much. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's. I always kind of wonder: is it really talent or it's just yeah? It's a mixed know. bag. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our two cents, I guess. That's Man. The, what was it called again? That the, was exhausting. It the was. homies. The homies. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was awesome, though. It's great. All right. Till yeah. next time. We'll see if we're right. right. Thank right. you for having me. Hey, thanks oh, for man, being here. Oh, my It was fun. It was great. Okay.